Hey, everyone in. Let's go. Huddle up on three. One, two, three. Huddle, Huddle up. up. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. Chris Davis takes it to the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the missed field goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. Oh, my God. Auburn wins. This could be a sentence that a month ago would sound incomprehensible. From 31 yards, McPherson and Cincinnati is heading to the Super Bowl. He called it again, I'm sure. He walked up and he goes, can you believe, Coach? We're going to the Super Bowl. And now, welcome everyone to the Huddle Up Podcast. You are looking live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Huddle Up Podcast. It is the first show of the new year. It is, of course, January the 3rd, 2023. Uh, Make sure if you are not already, you are following along with us on all of our social media at Huddle Up Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, uh, TikTok, as well as our YouTube page. Subscribe to the show on all podcast platforms. Um, Get our merchandise over at tpublic.com if you are following along with us live um please give it a like and a share we'd appreciate that i see devin uh and mike uh already uh, are joining us i got a uh, student of the game kyle nash here with me and uh ernest ej christian will be joining us uh, no matt this week um but uh, uh a different uh different way to start this show um obviously in light of the events of uh, about 24 hours ago um it's. It, it, I think we have to be a little bit different tonight, Kyle. Um, and and obviously, uh, you know, right away, our uh, our thoughts, um, of course, with Demar Hamlin, uh, his family, um, the Bills organization, the Bengals organization, um, and 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 everyone connected to to what happened in Cincinnati last night. Um, a very scary situation. Um, and uh so yeah tonight tonight is a a different show um but uh i welcome in uh as i do each and every week um student of the game kyle nash how we doing uh on a joy and privilege man um happy uh let me be among the latest to wish you and all the people who regularly partake of the huddle of podcast uh, a happy new year um you know normally this would be the park where i make a plucky joke about <laughs> having witnessed history by seeing the biggest blowout in um, uh, Citrus Bowl history brought by a Notre Dame icon (laughs) against interstate rival Purdue. What's that? Oh, 
Oh, that's right. Brian Kelly was coaching LSU. It's so confusing because <laughs> he beat LSU in the Citrus Bowl in the past, and now, you know, Jim and Matt hate him, and so does EJ because he's an Irish fan now. It's, it's just very confusing. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm just happy to see Brian Kelly get a get a win over an opponent, a sound win over an opponent uh, that he should have. The, yeah, As a Notre Dame fan, I can't relate, but – uh, nonetheless, congratulations to Brian Kelly, and I hope those ground Cheetos tasted good at the or Cheez-Its uh, tasted good at the end of that game. A, a, a sound victory, sir, for context. <laughs> a hooping. Highest offensive point total in the Bulls' history. Highest offensive production in the Bulls' history. Longest interception return <laughs> in the Bulls' history. And they call it largest point differential. Let's put that ish right. Biggest blowout. Yeah. Yeah. In football history, which, by the way, includes the days like in the 60s and crap. <laughs> where like, you know, the Tangerine Bowl was the name of this mother hunter. OK, that is the domination that took place. And oh, by the way, the kid that <clears throat> that didn't sign on with him was going to play the position that Mason Taylor who scored a touchdown as well. You know, that thing that you and Matt regularly mock him about? Yeah, he scored a touchdown in the game, too. Hey, just, man, just like I said, like I said, I can't relate to uh, a Brian Kelly coach team uh, dominating a bowl game against a lesser opponent, but hey. Um, hey, you we... couldn't relate to Pitt either because they had a bunch of opt-outs and lost c tremendously. But Notre Dame, the actual Notre Dame, not joking Notre Dame, had a bunch of opt-outs and won against a very hot South Carolina team, man. Listen, yeah, no, big time. You, you, you really beat the Cox, and that's what I expect <laughs> from you and your fanhood. A uh, a big time comeback win for the Irish. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was a uh, a nice way to close out twenty twenty two. But uh, I do want to. I, I just saw this come across. Um, let me uh, let, let me uh, let, let me pull it up here. Um, this is from the soundboard. Well, you got to do everything. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm working. Up. Do we get the breaking, the breaking news? I can, I can, I can do one. There we go. Uh, this is from uh, NFL uh, Network reporter Cameron Wolf. Um, he says, uh, just spoke with Dorian Glenn, Demar Hamlin's uncle, who said his nephew is on a ventilator but has improved to fifty percent oxygen needed after being at a hundred percent. Uh, still hey. sedated, but main focus is recovering uh, to breathe on his own and healing his lungs. Uh, of course, NFL Network, I'm sure, has uh, coverage of this as well as uh, ESPN and everywhere else pretty much around the clock. But uh, that is That's definitely a, a promising sign for sure, um, yeah. given where we were, you know, last night and, and overnight and, and throughout the day. So, um, yeah, like, the, you know, the, 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 any encouraging news is, is great to hear. Um, at the, at this point, so, um, well, Kyle, I mean, do we do we proceed as normal? Like, I I feel it, like it's almost like strange to go like good, bad, and ugly from the weekend that was because A like lot of that's already written. For you me. know what I mean? The 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 bad is obvious. Um, you know the the good I would say uh, overall is the uh, fans' response and uh, the the donations pouring in. Uh, to Hamlin's charity, um, you know, uh, ugly or just uh, how some idiots uh, will uh, responded to this. Um, but uh, do we want to do we want to proceed with that or do we want to skip 
that this week. I'll, I'll kind of levy that to you, and I know as the host, I should probably uh, take that take that wheel and 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 decide myself. But I, I will I, I will uh, lend to you as well. Well, see me. I, I'm somebody who, despite whatever you may say when it comes to EJ Christian and his bad arguments, I am somebody who is capable of compromise. This week here on the Huddle Up podcast, maybe we should call it the second good, the second bad, and the second ugly, because we all know the first is done accounted for here. I know I'm saying this to you now, so you don't have time to update any uh, graphics or anything like that, but I don't know that you had anything this week, so um, that that kind of writes itself. But I will do this as a public service, like, by the way. So just to make sure that this element of misinformation doesn't continue to get spread out there, the New York Times called the incident as a head and neck trauma. There was no blow to the head. Right. There was no blow to the head. There was no blow to the head. Okay. New York Correct. Times be miswriting stuff and stealing money from people who work really hard to try to get it right. There was no blow to the head. This is a cardiac event. Correct. This is something connected to the fact, um, not that I encourage you to watch it, um, if you are squeamish to this sort of thing, but when you see the impact between T. Higgins and Hamlin, it is right in the center of his chest. And as many times, Jim, as it seems kind of flippant now, but is given more reality than ever before. But the, the, the statement of it's a car crash, every play with the impact, that car crash happened directly on his chest. Correct. Yes the cardiac event when you put it together like that definitely not hard to believe so yeah this was not an impact to the head uh you know just in the name of getting it right just in the name of uh uh showing people that we aren't spinning it to any sort of other issue that's come up with player safety and any of that um this uh, that's something i feel like that needs to be stated out there and for the love of god don't make it about vaccines don't be that guy yeah. i'm gonna say because i know jim wants to but yeah don't 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 be that guy yeah that's um you know fortunately maybe it's my own echo chamber that i've created i I haven't seen um i I really haven't seen much of that but um i know for a fact it is out there uh uh so yeah don't um don't be that person at, at, at all um because that is that has nothing to do um you know, with what occurred yesterday uh, in Cincinnati. So, uh, but yeah, uh, I won't. I won't hit the sounder. Uh, but uh, let's let's do the second good, the second bad, the second ugly. Um, and I will start. You kind of uh, you kind of led. Uh, <laughs> we, well, we we kind of led into it, but it it is the uh, the the comeback uh, coming from behind of, of twenty one to seven uh, deficit in the Gator Bowl for for Notre Dame and to cap off. Um, look, they, they, that season could not have started worse. Uh, the, the Marcus Freeman era could not have started worse. I mean, a loss to Ohio state, um, you know, I, everybody expected them to lose to Ohio state, but then what happened the following week? Uh, I don't think anybody expected. Um, and then you also lost a game to Stanford that to me is probably the worst loss of the year. Um, because that one really shouldn't have happened. Like the Marshall one, yeah, shouldn't have happened either. But like, whoa, that's weird. Like, you, wait, wait. Like, here's the deal. Okay, I I understand why why you why you balk at that. But like you, 
Marcus Freeman is an Ohio State alum. It's his first game. You're on the road. Big environment. Everything that led from Brian Kelly leaving to Marcus Freeman getting the job. You go through a month uh, of preparation and all of that. Then you lose the bowl game. Then you have a whole offseason to get ready for this Ohio, Ohio State game. You go in there. You kind of hang with them for three quarters. You end up kind of getting blown out in the second half or in the fourth quarter. There, there's a disappointment factor, and you just kind of came out. It's your first home game, a lot of emotion in that one, and Marshall showed up, punchy in the mouth, and I think Notre Dame just got got frazzled by it. Um, Marshall, it, Marshall, Marshall. It should not have happened, but like in hindsight, a 14-7 loss to that Stanford team at that point of the season really should not have happened. And, and to me, so like that's the one that is more more for. So like that's your third loss of the year. You end up like because I remember t- talking to you guys, like looking over this ske- the rest of that schedule at that point. I'm like, okay, Clemson's a loss, USC is a loss. You got to beat Boston College and Navy, and there was one other one in there to even get to six and six. They rattle off, um, you know, the the win against Clemson that nobody saw coming. Um, yeah, that was awesome. Um, and and you know finish the regular season at eight and four after starting zero and two. You you come from behind in a bowl game with a with opt outs of your best players on both sides of the ball, right. and a quarterback that hasn't played a snap since week two. Um, you know so, and you so celebrated that 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 removal too. By the way, <laughs> well I mean, <laughs> here, he, no I mean here's the deal. Um, Tyler Bruckner is – nobody is going to pretend that he is the, the greatest passer uh, in Notre Dame history. I'll say that. But, like, um, he's a great runner, and, and that's something that Drew Pine couldn't give. Um, I'm hopefully optimistic that uh, there will be – well, I mean, Pine's gone. He's uh, he's to Arizona State, but that, that um, Buckner is not going to be our starter next year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, kudos – to him for coming back from the shoulder injury and and kind of walking into somewhat of an impossible situation and uh and yeah they they recovered and and they got a big they got a big win to close out nine and four um you know and, and actually turn this into a pretty positive first season for uh, Marcus Freeman. So it would be yet another opportunity in my vision to see something that Notre Dame and comedy have in mind. Timing. It was the timing of the loss. Correct. See, I Correct. I, I see Come what on. you did there. I, I see what you did there. Um, my good. Well, I'm going to do a one A and one B first. Well, I'm going to do one A, B, and one C. First of all, if you're a true Notre Dame homer, your good should be USC losing to Tulane in the Cotton Bowl. You jack wagon. <laughs> what kind of Irish are you? Well, I wanted to leave that one for you, Kyle. Well, uh, I, I'm I'm pretty sure Matt would have done it if he were here. But uh, props to him. I I appreciate him not being here tonight and throw him props. Nonetheless, and I always appreciate when EJ's not here for a completely different reason. <laughs> oh, no. uh, that <laughs> is a disgusting act. My one B is going to be Mike Bernier being a homer in the comments in a way that it should be done. He references T. Higgins. Um, he gives more notes to the host to try to find the comment on the fly. Uh, <laughs> that is is a great sentiment okay i've seen too many people put this at t higgins expense and if you haven't seen the hit i can understand why you might be doing that but at the end of the day damar hamlin's a dude for known known for laying some wood t higgins ran with purpose 
rightfully so for football reasons and football reasons only. DeMar Hamilton is known for um, bringing a lot of force, at times illegal force, not intentionally necessarily. And T. Higgins was protecting himself in his own way, and unfortunately, catastrophe happened. I mean, here's the deal. Higgins yeah, fault. it's it's it, any in any contact sport um, or collision sport, collision sport, like it's a football play, it's a hockey play. Yeah. You know, in, in, in different sports, I mean, even at times, you know, if a collision uh, at the plate or at a base in baseball, physical play uh, in the paint in the NBA, um, you know, sports are sports. Athletes are athletes. Like these guys are, are um, in a way, uh, superhuman in terms of strength and speed and size. Right. Um, they are they are just that human as well. Um but it's it's a it's a reminder like that yeah that was a football play how many how many times have you seen a hit a stop a a tackle uh, a tackle attempt that looked exactly like what happened last night in Cincinnati it happens all the time every football game it'll happen this weekend it'll happen in the national championship next monday those plays happen it is a uh, tragic uh, and and scary, and it was a horrifying situation. Um, but yeah, uh, anyone who is hating on or blaming T. Higgins absolutely is uh, it's insane, and you need to stop. Um, referencing once again, don't be that person. Correct. Um, you know. Uh, anyways, my actual good, and again, Jim failing as a fan for this not being his good in this case as well. Um. What a better way to bring in the new year than the Big Ten getting exposed like Janet Jackson in a halftime show. <laughs> Boy, howdy. Uh, first yeah. of all, wait, go ahead, Jim. No, go ahead. Boy, howdy. First of all, I'm sorry for your you your your, uh, your Michigan Wolverines losing to TCU, but you got to admit, that's a scrappy bunch. I got no problem cheering for them, and hopefully they at least make it a game next week because I don't think Georgia's going to do what they did. Um, yeah, we will. Uh, we'll talk about the the semifinals a little bit and the um, the national championship here coming up. And um, yeah, and and to see the pencil whipping that took place by Ryan Day. Which hey, if you as Michigan fans wanted to know what it's looked like to see the other side shout merrily stupid things about firing a good coach, Jim, you you have that opportunity after your Michigan fans did that to Harbaugh for the distance of years they did. Now, Ohio State's doing it, and you can revel in that. Um, obviously, you're going to try to defend yourself and say you're not a Michigan fan. That's adorable. Then do it as an ambassador on your wife's behalf. <laughs> so, And then the fact that this shankopotamus happens the way that it does when the ball dropped. Jim, from my perspective, I was with my 8-year-old because I was the last line of defense in House Nash. That to, to be the person, to be the adult who didn't bitch out and go to bed before midnight and stay up with my daughter to, to watch the ball drop with her. And I'm like, well, yeah, I, I knew they were going to get to, I knew they were going to set up the kick. I'm out. Watch the ball drop. Happy New Year. My wife comes out just in time. Oh, Happy New Year. Yeah, three, whatever. Go back and I see Bennett getting interviewed. I'm like, gosh, he seems happy for a dude who just lost. <laughs> Boy, he but seems I'm, awful chipper. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, it's Georgia. They use the word chipper. Good point. So, then he starts talking, and I'm like, oh, they won. Oh, good God. Then I saw the replay of the kick. 
I almost felt bad for Buckeye fans and remembered that they're Buckeye fans <laughs> who didn't belong in the playoff in the first place. Yeah, that, well, so, that's true. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Big Ten. By the way, Penn State being the only one to handle business in the bowl. I, that that doesn't even make sense. But yeah, for for those for those that support, congratulations to James Franklin for now improving his record to three and twenty against top ten teams. Congratulations. I <laughs> uh, I don't know what that gets you, but uh, hopefully it's many more years of frustration. Um, not wrecking rights. Um, let's see here. Uh, Mike's good. He has uh, Grayson McCall. Uh, returning, yeah, removing his name from the transfer portal. I, yeah, I'm glad he touched on that too. Here's the thing: I don't know about nine and three there, uh, um, Mike, because that coaching void is a big one to fill, dude. But hey, Grayson McCall, phenomenal quarterback, would have loved a chance to cover him if he transferred to UCF. That obviously didn't happen. It is what it is. Uh, Devin, Devin's got got it right there. Penn State winning the Rose Bowl, so. Hey! So so I couldn't I couldn't even I was re- I was so ready because I thought it was gonna happen. Uh, I was so ready to walk in here bragging about my Utes, uh, fulfilling my lock. And uh, even though obviously they didn't make it to a playoff, they oh look another way your Utes ruined college football. <laughs> the top jam. Yeah, I know. Whatever. Um, but uh, and lastly, I mean, I don't know if this is how we're getting. Actually, this may be the best way to get Ernest on the show. Just in face in a YouTube comment. Just let him be a habitual comment. <laughs> uh, but he has his. Oh yeah, his, his allegedly New York Giants uh, clinching their first playoff berth since 2016. Hey, uh, yours or not, EJ? I'm just happy that um, Danny Dimes will probably get that big extension that Matt and I have been hoping for. So yes, that's Jim's good. For every everybody, uh, everybody is happy. Uh, there as well um all right kyle what was uh your second again second good second bad second ugly what was your second bad from the weekend (sighs) you know uh, (laughs) the and i shouldn't gripe about this because this may serve me well one day what with ucf going to the uh to the big 12 but um my bad is representatives in Orlando Bowes specifically, but in general, um, six and six bowl teams. Good God. Holy good gravy. I sat through literally the biggest blowout in Citrus Bowl history because you let this happen with an alleged West Division winner. But they weren't the six and six team I'm talking about. Oklahoma. I, I don't care if you're Oklahoma. I don't care if you're almost an SEC team. But now the Seminoles think they're a big deal. And granted, I like Coach Mark, uh, Mike Novell. Talking to him in pressers this week was a reminder of how cool a guy he is. You know, Jordan Travis made me a little bit of a believer. I'm not going to lie. But now these Noel fans, specifically EJ, which he actually is a Seminole fan, one of several hundred thousand teams he roots for. <laughs> Except the Giants. Um, that uh, Now they think they're a big deal because they have 10 wins because, and no offense to Coach Venables, I know a lot of guys left with uh, Lincoln Riley, but 6-6 six and six in that bowl, it, it needs to stop. Maybe that's selfish, maybe that's Homer, but I said what I said. Oh, I, I, you know what? I got a better one. Tennessee not starting Malik Willis last week. What in the entire hell? 
Uh, that's a bad. I mean, it's, well, hey, listen, it helps get me to, get me to a playoff game in Duval. Well, there, there you go. And he's not going to start. He's not going to start this weekend uh, either. Um, on but, Saturday, which I have a hotel stay for, I will be there in Jacksonville that night. There you go. Uh, my bad. And uh, this comes with visual representation. Um, major fucking tutty, dude. Like. How many times does Washington have to embarrass themselves? Like, I understand. Look, I get it. I get. I get mascots. They're they're for kids. They're like, but man, uh, what a what a goofy goofy looking mascot. Um, it's a, sill- a sillier name. Um, just yikes. Just just an absolute. Uh, just an absolute yikes by the by the you commanders know, but jim I, I think the proof that that truly belongs in the second bad slide as you put it this week um i'm an offensive lineman the term hogs for the sknis that as they used to be named that's a method i like to get around it thanks to uh, my good friend drew Will- drilling drew willingham showing me that by the way of the in and out sports debate show of which i I was on the 50th and 68th episode. So close. Um, <laughs> but, um, or no, 62. Details. Punchline's this. You tributed off- offensive linemen with that, and I'm even repulsed. This <laughs> <laughs> is trash. Yeah, dude. Damn trophy. And, and combine just that mascot. Um, you started Carson Wentz. I said Wentz, not Wentz. Um, you lost, and you had a head coach that apparently didn't know that you could be eliminated from playoff contention with a loss in that game. By the way, Jim, remember <laughs> when they asked him about this guy that you talk about playing court? Or no, when they asked him what the issue was a number of weeks ago. Do you remember what his one-word answer was? Quarterback. And the gentleman in question playing the position was? Carson Wentz. See, when you watch Carson play quarterback, you win. That's what you do. Yeah, no. I just, um, by the way, thank you for setting that up for me, Jim. Just, a, a, uh, just a brutal failure by, by Washington. Um, they controlled their own destiny, and they just they dropped it all. They really you know, did. God bless. God bless our comment section, Jim. I just got a third good. Thanks to my good friend Mikey Byrne, which, by the way, in two weeks' time, will be on the Student of the Game podcast. Bing to do the final season, end of season superlatives. But his bad is life without Jalen hurts. <laughs> God bless you, Bernier. You have you have taken yourself from the depths of being a man that gives me trash numbers that makes EJ Christian think he's a winner and came out with that. You sir, I redeem. <laughs> um, EJ's bad as well. Um, he had the Eagles. Uh, that was a bad loss to the Saints. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no good way to lose to the Saints. There's no good loss to the Saints. Um. But in the same time, I mean, they 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 set themselves up in a position where, again, all they need to do 
is win this week. It's very odd that the Eagles are in a situation where they have to play their starters in week yeah. 18, and it's the fighting doubles that uh, oh. <laughs> that that can bench their starters. Um, but n- nonetheless, we're here. Uh, so, so the loss by Philly, as bad as it was, um, I mean, it's not as, it's not as detrimental. Like they don't, they don't need other things to happen around them to clinch that number one spot. They are still in the driver's seat. They still control their own fate. Um, again, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna have to do it probably with Gardner Minshew under center. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Eagles fans felt good after the Cowboys game when they, and I don't know what that says about, well, I know what it says about my Cowboys, but that's a, oh, here that, we go. Oh, I, Dak Prescott, Dakota Prescott. No, 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 no. The, the, the fact that Gardner Minshew put up 36, well, I guess not 36 because there was a pick six, but put up 20 plus points against the Cowboys, but put up less than 20 against the Saints. That, that's a problem. For, that's a me problem. That's not even a Philly problem. That's a that's a me and my Cowboys problem. But, but we we already know how I feel about that. Um, <laughs> more on that later. More on that later. Probably not to, not today, but another day, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, a, a bad loss by Philly, absolutely. But uh, again, they still control their own fate there. Uh, Devin, uh, his bad and ugly. Uh, yeah, it's it's. It has been a it's been a rough slide here for his uh for his Miami Dolphins obviously still uh well now down to quarterback number three, um on the uh, on the depth chart so it is it has not been a great uh, month or so for the Miami Dolphins. Um, Jordan has here he says his ugly would be USC's attempt at playing defense. I hope you were going to highlight. Yeah, that yeah, for, for sure. Um, yeah, look, uh, hey. You're in the Pac-12 for now, so have fun with that. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's only – maybe it's lucky for him that there's only a couple of good teams in the Big Ten um, that, that that he gets to come into. But uh, nonetheless, yeah, just a uh, – Jim, don't make me play the clip. There's, <laughs> there's, there's a vortex you're forgetting about coming that way. I, I know. Who is swag? <laughs> he ain't swag. <laughs> Shouts to Deion Sanders. By All way, right, Kyle, what is your ugly number two from the weekend? <sighs> you, you know, um, you you so very you so very eloquently put Ron Rivera in there. I was going to go that direction um, for ugly, but but you uh, you you took care of that. So uh, no. I mean, problem. he was kind of tied into my bad, but yeah. So yeah, now, yeah, what's yeah. your what's your ugly number three? <laughs> um, I mean. You know, I would be remiss if I didn't put in um, the situation with Purdue and, and, you know, call it recency bias, call it me not seeing the forest past the trees. But good God, like the Big Ten West is an ugly sentiment of teams. And anybody who tries to tell me at this point that the Big Ten is the second best conference has to come with a receipt. This is a reason. Jim, 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 buddy. I know we've been on the uh, either side of this debate, but if this doesn't help you understand why I was pounding the table so damn hard against Ohio State being in the four, listen, they had a great night against Georgia. 
they were they were playing with house money. Absolutely. And Ryan Day coached that team like he felt like he didn't belong there, or at least was handed a chance to get there sure. that he didn't earn. Okay. And Purdue doing what they did, Illinois doing what they did in bowl games proved it. But Kyle, the bowl games don't matter. No, for that current season, maybe they don't. But more now than ever before, Jim, what bowl games tell you about schools and programs is where they're headed more than anything else about the previous season. And boy, producing some deep-ish. You're, the Illini out there got big problems, bruh. You know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I really think the ugly right now is just the Big Ten showing in general uh, in the bowl overall. And... um yeah, I'll leave it at that, buddy. Yeah, and and I mean we've we've talked at length about um you know now with with college football um and the playoff structure and everything allowing for divisions in these conferences to be dissolved. Um, yeah. it's it's unforgivable if the Big Ten does not dissolve the East and the West because there is no re like to me there's no reason why anybody out of that West division right now should have a, sh should have a shot at a big 10 title. Beca that being said, because of the way that the, the, the conference has set itself up like that, that they did that on purpose. Sure. And it's embarrassing. With that being said though, Jim, <clears throat> I do not want a rematch to be setting forth the life, not only of the big 10 conference, but to start to solve for things in the playoff. Now, granted the good news, Jim, is that an extended playoff solves this problem? Sure. Because if there's a rematch, it's later on in the season if they come across each other in the, in the extended playoff. I don't mind that. The only reason, the only, the only reason, <laughs> you let me go in Episcopal on you there. I did, you? I did. Uh, the only reason I don't want those divisions in particular to that conference and basically that conference alone, the other being the SEC and the situation it's in now, is because I do not, do not, do not want a rematch to determine the fate of a conference. I don't know why that bothers me. It just does. Maybe I'm. Um, I don't have I, to agree with me. That's just where I live. No, no, that's fine. Um, I, I also because I don't, especially because right now, as it yeah. stands here, January third, twenty three, um, the two teams that would be playing that would be rematching in that championship would literally have played each other the week prior. It's not a situation because that's that's when that game is always played. It's not like Michigan and Ohio State play each other to start the month of October. The two teams are different. They come back and they play again in a conference title game at the end of the November, beginning of December. These two teams literally play the, the Saturday after Thanksgiving every year. But in the name of continuing compromise, as we've done with the second good, bad, and ugly to, to account for other issues, here is my compromise with you, Jim Neese. Big Jim. Big Jim Sports. Bing. Um, <laughs> you like that? Um, from now on, the new tradition is, and they'll never do this because they're pansies, but the new tradition, your Michigan Wolverines and the Ohio State Buckeyes now open the season for each other every year. New tradition. Yeah, th uh, yeah that obviously, th I, I highly doubt that will ever change. Um, <laughs> but also, uh, I think maybe there's some hope here that, you know, with the addition of 
at least USC because I'm not going to give UCLA that until I actually see more development of that program under Chip Kelly. That <laughs> USC will add a wrinkle to that to that conference. Um, that that hopefully, I, I mean, I know that the Big Ten has to be hoping that Matt Rule in Nebraska and Luke Fickle in Wisconsin and Brett Bielema's whiny fat ass in Illinois is going to change something in that conference. Uh, they're hoping that James Franklin can get to almost 10 and 20 uh, against top 10 teams and actually make Penn State into something. The, 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 the conference has to be hoping that because, like, let's be honest, whether it happens uh, this offseason or not because the rumors are already there, um, Jim Harbaugh's not going to be at Michigan forever. Um, if the Ohio State boosters get their way because their fans are idiots, Ryan Day won't be at Ohio State forever. Um, and, and then what do you do as a conference? But that, that's a whole that's a whole other issue um, for another time. But yeah, it, it's I, I I get why you don't want the the rematch. And and honestly, I don't I don't necessarily want that rematch either because you know in in a head to head and 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 playoff semifinals aside, because we're going to talk about him here in a minute. But in a head-to-head, the last two times we've seen Michigan and Ohio State play, it wasn't close. So you want to see that one more time a week later? I mean, fans in Ann Arbor do, uh, well, right. but I don't well, think anybody else does. And I don't mean to, and I don't mean to to suffer the point for you as a Michigan uh, Wolverine fan here, Jim. But Jim Harbaugh, him back to back—that's the first time that's happened in how goddamn long, right? Right. Bo Schembeck. Bo Schembe- I can't even say his name right now. Schembechler. That's a while back. I think I'm in kindergarten. Okay, like that's some time ago. <laughs> okay, so t- this would both this mostly be in the situation where you saw what Ohio State did to him last year. You, you want to see that a second week? That's usually going to be the conversation. Moreover, if you dominate a team like that, why should you be punished for being in a put in a situation where the conference is on the line, where you literally have only the trophy to gain? Yeah, uh, the, it hadn't been done back to back since '99 and 2000, so that would have been uh, that would have been Lloyd Carr at that point. Oh, Lloyd Carr. Excuse me. Okay, right. So uh, I, I said Shem Beckler mostly because it's fun to say his name. I'm it is a fun name think- to say. Yeah, you as a Wolverine fan actually know the history much better than I do, so thank you for correcting me. I, Allegedly. I am, above, I am not above mentioning when I'm wrong, contrary <laughs> to popular belief, EJ. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I see a couple of the uglies here uh, from EJ and from Mike. Uh, oh, and Ovechkin got a goal tonight. Thank you for uh, for sharing that, Mike. I, I, do, uh, I do not have the game on. Um, but this is this is my this is my ugly as well, and it's uh, Mike specifically mentions the um, the overturning of the touchdown in the Michigan game. Uh, EJ's and mine is specifically um, the the officiating. Mine, oddly enough, or, or ironically enough, mine is targeted um, at. I see what you did there at review slash targeting in college football. And Kyle, I got to give you credit because you mentioned something to me in the uh, in the the pregame. Uh, huddle before the the show last week about the Joel Clapp podcast, um, which I immediately then subscribed to, um, and I am thoroughly <laughs> enjoying um, Joel Clapp. If you if you if you're a podcast listener, um, I would definitely uh, echo what what Kyle recommended to me last week. Go subscribe to the Joel Clapp podcast. Um, he may, he may be one of the most 
level-headed analysts um, out there right now. Um, a, a, a fantastic listen, uh, his previews and recap. Um, but, you know, he, he calls it straight as it is. Um, the review system in college football is broken. If you are going to overturn that touchdown, there was no reason to overturn that touchdown. Uh, there was nothing indisputable. Um, in, in both semifinal games, um, the, the overturning of targeting, um, like it, here's the deal. And this is, this is what I I was, I was talking about, um, with my brother on Saturday night was if you're, if you're not, cause look, I get it. The, the, the chances of them calling the hit on the last play of the, of the Michigan uh, TCU game, calling that targeting and upholding that targeting and giving Michigan a first down. That was not going that the, the likely we, we we're all sports fans. We've, we've seen this before. That was not, that was not going to be ruled targeting and they weren't going to give Michigan the first down. It's up there with Tennessee throwing a forward pass. Why even why even waste the time to go to the review? Because at that point then, it like it almost feels cruel. Um you're giving you're giving kids, you're giving a team hope that you're not going to you're you're that you're never going to do. And you're again, it's it's a it's a broken system. There was a one one thing that that Klatt said in the in the podcast when he was talking about the semifinals that that I one hundred percent agree with that the the system of conference officials needs to go away, and there needs to be a national base of officiating. Um, and and I, I've I've kind of said that for years, and and I, and I'm happy to hear somebody on that level. Uh, saying it, but yeah, it, it was. Look, I don't, I don't know if Michigan wins the game. If uh, if that touchdown is upheld, but I know that fourteen to ten is a much different game than twenty-one to three. Yes, because TCU went down, made it twenty-one to three. Again, that second half was insane. Um, there's no way to say that that second half wouldn't have been just as insane if that touchdown is held up. But I, I, I don't. I don't know how you can look at it, that piece of video for six seconds, by the way. How many times have we watched a college football game this season and sat through like a 20-minute replay, which is way too long, but that one in a semifinal game took about six seconds to overturn, and I'm like, how? The, but, but yeah, just in, in general, um, replay and, and, and targeting reviews uh, this weekend were just – um, ooh. I'll say this, and maybe I'm the minority opinion here, Jim, because I know Clatt disagreed with it. I think he's just vehemently wrong on this, and I'm allowed to disagree with him because to his point as well, it's a subjective call, and, you know, such is life. I, I really hope I get the chance to to meet up with him at some college football event and, ex- and, and, and ask him the question of the medical perspective. Always – it's always going to be a, a maligned perspective from the football perspective. Um, but targeting is done from the medical perspective, not the football football perspective. That's the reason why everybody hates it. And 
listen, man, I get it. I, I ain't even mad at it. I kind of hate it myself, but I'm uniquely, what's his word, rooted in healthcare throughout my family as a professional and, 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 and in my day, by my day job craft used to perform business intelligence and data analysis in healthcare. So I'm rooted in that mindset. That all being said, I believe the over the 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 overruling of the targeting call for the hit on Marvin Harrison Jr. was correct. The contact in the, in there, in my opinion, did not warrant a targeting call. Um, now, if a lot of state fans want to say to Georgia fans, "You would have been screwed if Marvin Harrison Jr. didn't get hurt," you know what? You're absolutely right. There's no middle ground on yeah, that. Yeah, no, and 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 I mean, Clat mentions that uh, as well. Like that that if if Harrison, so. yeah, if Har- Harrison's still in that game, um, I, I don't think we're talking about Georgia in the national championship. By the way, those who are who are Joel Clat fans, like Jim is now, and I have been, uh, me saying and rightly so, is definitely a shout out to Joel Clat. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, it's okay with Corso in, not so fast, my friend. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely was a, a, a wild weekend and, um, let's, uh, let's continue on here. Uh, we, we can look back, um, at the semifinal games. I mean, I think to me, the biggest storyline of them, I just covered in my ugly. Um, so, you know, and I, and I know you, you kind of touched at length on, on Ryan day and the job that. Ohio State did in that game, uh, obviously falling short. Um, uh, here's 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 my only slash final thoughts uh, to not get um, not get crazy uh, long winded on it. Um, Ohio State played their best game of the year. Georgia played their worst game of the year, um, or or pretty damn close to it. Um, Georgia survived. Uh, that's what champions do. <laughs> um, and I, 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 look, and in, in terms of the Fiesta Bowl, um, yeah, the, the replay, the replay thing was a, was a huge, um, a huge, and it's unfortunate because TCU showed the hell up, um, probably more than, the majority of people watching that game uh, ever expected them to more than any other team in the damn tournament, Jim. Yes, call it right. absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Cause I, uh, even leading up to that game that day, I, it was the Ohio state line was moving in Ohio state's favor. Mm. It had started. I think it started as high as eight and was down to five and a half. Damn. The Michigan line never moved. Right. Like, I think the 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 prevailing belief was just look, TC. It's a cute story, you know, Big Twelve team, but like we've seen Big Twelve teams in this spot before, right? Can I tell you whose fault this is, Jim? It's Oklahoma's <laughs> fault for boop the bed, as EJ always puts it on this show. It's Oklahoma's fault that line. Didn't I blame move. you. Oh, nicely done, Jim. <laughs> By the way. We might make an SEC fan of you yet, Jim. Keep talking like oh, that. Oh boy, don't 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 try that. But <laughs> but again, we we've 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 se- we've side. we have cookies. I like cookies though. Uh, but we've seen this before, right? We've seen this with the Big Twelve. Um, so I don't think anybody anybody expected that. 
And and all year it was Michigan's the best team. You know, Michigan and Georgia are the best teams in college football. And why why would we have anything different, right? Um, so I don't want to I don't want to take credit away from TCU and and what they did in that game because they were faster and they hit harder um, than they, they wanted it more, right, Jim? I, I, you can make that argument. Absolutely. No to you and your Michigan fanhood, obviously. Um, but I also think, and this again, I, I feel like I'm just singing the praises of Kyle or of well of you and slash Joel Klatt here because uh, you you turned me on to the guy. But Acknowledge like, me. <laughs> but you know, he and I agree with this. You know, the Michigan coaching staff is going to be sick to their stomach watching that film because there was a lot of opportunities for them. Um, to, I mean the the Philly Philly play, um, and and just go listen to the podcast because I'm not going to try to go into the the deep analysis that he does hey, of Jim, which podcast are you talking about the Joel Clap podcast. <laughs> um, but also you know even after the uh the overturned touchdown, like there was there there's just there was opportunities in that game where I think the the coaching staff failed Michigan um so you know they I I mean again it sounds funny because they're not the ones playing in the national title game I still think they are the better team but TCU was the better team on Saturday Georgia ended up being I don't know if Georgia was the better team on Saturday um in, Kirby Smarchers hell told you after the game that they were yeah um so as a quick aside poor Bennett the, oh man the bus tire tracks on his back because Kirby threw well EJ's not here someone's got a cuss Kirby threw that motherfucker on the bus bro holy god sure did sure and did Tom Brady wanted to bitch about Bruce Arias <laughs> um but yeah that's that's where i'll leave my uh my semifinal thoughts kyle um do you have anything to add uh on the games from this past week and before we predict the national title game i mean listen i already talked about my good where the new year was rung in with ohio state shanking that kick like something awful so i'm good bro <laughs> all right uh then we have and Joking aside, the Marvin Harrison Jr. point, I really think, for all the trash I talk on the Buckeyes and how much I really do loathe that they're in the tournament, they made the best of their opportunity. And I really do believe that I would be on this cast whining and complaining and trying to pound the table for continued SEC superiority. Um, and there's only one name that ruined it. And no, it's not Jim's Utah Utes. It's Marvin Harrison Jr. And that cat is definitely going to be playing for I'm going to guess um, Matt Muleheisen's Frisky Panthers at some point because that's how high he's going to go in the draft. Yeah, yeah, he's that that guy is as NFL ready as uh, anybody we've seen in a long time. But uh, we go to the national championship, game, and I don't know why I thought this was not was the I guess it'd be the 16th and not the ninth. But I'm glad <laughs> I checked that schedule. Um, <laughs> because I, I thought there was a there was a week off between the two, um, but uh, no uh, Monday night uh, at uh, seven thirty Eastern time on ESPN it is number one Georgia they are fourteen and zero uh, taking on number three TCU who is thirteen and one Georgia currently at a twelve and a half point favorite in this one sixty two and a half um, is the over under um, here. 
I, I look, TCU put everything they had into the Fiesta Bowl. Um, I hope that it's a better game than than twelve and a half. I I hope that they can cover that spread. And you know what? Maybe because I, I feel like I did probably disrespect them a bit because a lot of my uh, a lot of my discussion about the semifinal game was more about um, Michigan and officiating than it was about TCU. Well, so, as a Michigan fan, it's expected. We understand, Jim. Walked right into that shit, didn't I, you? I sure did. Joe Buck yourself. Um, I, I will. I will say that I, I will. You know what? I'll say TCU will cover. The 12 and a half, um, even though I don't think they actually will. I think I think Georgia's going to be pissed. I really do. Like, I think this is just um, – I think this is just going to be an ass-kicking. I, I, I really do. Um, uh, definitely over. Uh, I will say definitely over on this one. Um, but uh, to respect TCU, I'll say, I'll say they'll cover the 12 and a half. I mean, I mean as much as I didn't want – because I don't, I still don't think they actually belonged in the Final Four. Um, TCU Ohio State would have been a better game than I think this is going to end up being. Because I think this is this is going to be Georgia going. We played arguably our worst game. We survived, and now we're not going to do that shit again. <laughs> so first of all, Jim, uh, I, I'm going to put in a request in the request box with the producer uh, of the Huddle Up podcast. As much as we talk about college football and inevitably the SEC, because they are basically Im- imperial in their dominance of the sport, I'm really not sure why we don't have the imperial march from Star Wars. But if we did have it on the soundboard, um, I would have you play it first to remind the world how much of an SEC Sith Lord that I am. Okay. And my advice, the respect I'm going to put on TCU is don't bet this game. Good God. Do you want this? And I already know what the answer is here. Jim, first of all, you mentioned Georgia being pissed. I'm going to go the other way because, by the way, you're absolutely right. You want to know the team that's a better game than Ohio State and TCU, as you mentioned? Georgia blowing Ohio stay out and going into this game. Okay. This is the, this is the kind of stuff that had uh, the U S the eighties uh, Olympic hockey team's coach, whose name is escaping me for some reason. Herb right Brooks. Oh yeah. Herb Brooks. Thank you. Um, my man going into the locker room and cursing his team out when they're losing to Finland in the gold medal game. This is hockey. You know this Jim, but not everybody else does chill out. Oh yeah. I'm good. After, yeah. After, Beating the Russians, okay? That's the speech that Kirby Smart would have to deliver at halftime when they're losing to TCU, had they blown out Ohio State. But from the other direction, listen, I understand now, I did before, but I do even more, why Duggan, the quarterback for TCU, I always want to call him Hacksaw. That's why I can only say his uh, his Every time. (laughs) I don't want to call him Jim by mistake. I have one beautiful, sexy Jim that I'm doing this show with. It's okay. Um, despite his Michigan fanhood. So <laughs> build him up and knock him down. It's just, no. Right, fuck you, buddy. But, <laughs> appropriate. But listen, here, they, man, I don't know if you saw the Big 12 Conference Championship, but watching that game made me tired. All the way those guys left it out on the field. And just when you think they don't have any more, 
this semifinal game happens and they topple Michigan with that ish. You expect me to believe they could do that a third time? Also, they don't have three weeks to get ready for Georgia. Also correct. Thank you, Jim. (laughs) But hell no. But you know what? Still not betting this ish. You know what I'm betting? Hell no. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm betting despite Tracy Morgan's warning? Death taxes in the over, just like my darn dude Bernier has in the comments. Five for fighting. Bing. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, look, man, like I, I get it. You're rooting for the Horn Frogs, um, and and that's what that's that's Mike's prediction. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people that will. Um, I'm not allowed to. So go go, go dogs. <laughs> go dogs in this one absolutely um why are you not allowed to root for i genuinely don't understand that oh uh because my my wife the actual michigan fan in the house uh is now very upset at uh at tcu so but isn't that better for her if the team that beat no her no i get it I'm, I'm just like her i know it doesn't it doesn't make sense to no, it doesn't make sense to most people but if my team, and I think we, did, I think we may have talked about this, we did in our off-season episodes. But I'm the person, and maybe I'm just a petty bitch. I don't know. People can say that about me, and I may not be able to dispute it. But if my team loses in in a postseason, um, I cannot, um, I cannot want that team to to win because then I just get more mad because I'm like I I got like I look back and go. Yeah, okay, so this play, if we would have scored and we would have won and we would have done this, we would have won, we would have been champions. Like, it's just easier for me to hate the team that beat me. I mean, listen, being a petty bitch is okay. It's a good quality for a host to have. That's why the Earnestly Speaking podcast with EJ Christian is so good. Uh, anyways, <laughs> no, I'm terrible. Why, why isn't he here yet? I want to say this to his face. It's okay. No, but- it's okay. You take it out him on, on uh, the Student of the Game podcast tomorrow. That's right. The student the game report is being recorded allegedly uh, very soon for the playoffs. Um, allegedly, thank you, sir. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. No, that's that's all a great take. But I mean, you being a Cowboys fan, I would think a team Texas adjacent would have your love. But I get it. Nope, nope, certainly not. Certainly not. Marriage intact, brother. I got you. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Now we move to the uh, now now we move to the NFL. Um, and let's be honest. This discussion these predictions are very complicated right now again (laughs) like look whenever somebody absorbs this podcast uh reminder this is being recorded on the night of tuesday january the third so by the time we get to these games this weekend uh by the time we get to tomorrow things can change um for 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 obvious reasons um, I want to re- re- uh, read the statement from the NFL earlier today. Um, update on the Bills-Bengals game in the Week 18 schedule. Uh, it says the NFL continues to be in regular contact with the medical team caring for DeMar Hamlin and also the Bills and Bengals organizations in the NFLPA. Uh, after speaking with both teams and NFLPA leadership, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell informed the clubs today that the Bills-Bengals game will not be resumed this week. Uh, the NFL has made no decision regarding the possible resumption of the game at a later date. Uh, the league has not made any changes to the Week 18 regular season schedule. Uh, we will continue to provide additional information as it becomes available. Okay. 
Um, so what we know today is the week 17 finale that was started last night, um, is not being completed this week. And we, we, not last night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Last night as we're recording. Oh, it's Tuesday. Sorry. My it's, show, it's okay. my show the student of the game podcast is on Wednesday. Bing, bing. Um, <laughs> um, that is what we know. And we know that as of right now, the week 18 schedule, uh, which was released almost in full, uh, or at least time-wise almost in full, uh, on Sunday, um, will, uh, will still be going as scheduled, uh, beginning on Saturday with two games on Saturday and then the rest of the games on, uh, on Sunday. Uh, so we were we were kind of discussing, you know, because normally, as we've been doing over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the playoff picture and who's in, who's out, how's it going to change, um, and and as we've been discussing throughout the day, you know, the 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 obviously very serious situation, um, which is more important than any game that is played on a field, um, it it is it is kind of like. It has definitely changed how we normally do things on this show every week. Um, and and I know you brought up a very crucial uh, point in, in the fact that when talking about playoff scenarios and tiebreakers and things like that, that it is winning percentage, not wins and losses. The exact um, wording in the tiebreaker policies, Jim needs. Um, that it is win percentage. So there is a there is a pre- precedent in terms of how the rule is written um, for the potential for the Week 17 game between Cincinnati and Buffalo to not be finished. Um, and then tiebreakers would then fall to uh, winning percentage. But we're not going to speculate on that um, until um, until the league uh, you know makes their decision. Uh, and I think all possibilities are well. With most possibilities, obviously, with the exception of finishing it sometime this week, uh, are, are on the table. I know in our, our little pregame uh, huddle uh, before the show, we were kind of discussing how you know I, I I'm assuming there's some discussion. You play week 18. Um, the Bills and Bengals could finish the game. A week later, the entire playoff season, with the exception of the Super Bowl, gets pushed back, um, and and conference championship weekend could be the weekend prior to the Super Bowl, um, as it was, I'm sure, at some point in our in our history, and um, the the Pro Bowl festivities uh, could take place on Saturday. The champ- conference championship games take place on Sunday, and the Super Bowl would then be uh, on the uh, February the twelfth. Uh, as scheduled, um, but but you know there's there's no way to know what the league is going to do here because we have never been in a position um, like this before. the on, The only time we've even seen anything like this uh, really was during the 2020 season um, with all the COVID protocols. But that but that was a uh, different scenario, and the understanding of moving schedules um, was for obvious obviously different reasons. Um, so, um, you know, as, as we look towards this, uh, this final week of the season, Kyle, um, we know that there is a, uh, division championship game in Jacksonville, 
um, really, on, on, on Saturday. Um, oh. And there is one other wild card spot up for grabs in the AFC. Uh, currently, the Patriots sit in the seventh spot. Uh, in the NFC, there is one playoff spot up for grabs. That is the number seven uh, wild card spot. Seattle currently in the position, um, but there is seating to be had uh, on, on both sides. Um, I, I don't, I don't have the graphic because there isn't a graphic to be had this week because of what happened yesterday. Um, but uh, and that's right. Um, sorry, Mike. Uh, Cincy and Baltimore is also. Um, for the uh for the north so um the well they don't they don't play each other but oh no they do play each other my bad um mm -hmm. so yeah there's uh there's the north title game uh there as well thank you mikey b um do you do you foresee anybody but new england and seattle taking the seven spot i think we'll start there i think otherwise our predictions will kind of take hold but um what do you see happening either way? I absolutely see both teams having a very interesting scenario in front of them, right? So in the case of the Seahawks, how are they finishing the season? Playing the Rams against a team who, oddly enough, as one of the only teams in the NFL to have this problem, have struggled. Yes, they won. It was 27-23. So I have no idea what to think as they battle ba ba Baker Mayfield and company, which in and of itself is completely, completely, completely confusing. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, uh, I'll put it this way. the C I'm, I'm not ready to be sold on Geno Smith. Um, he's actually, he and the Seahawks have actually done poorly enough to where he's somehow fallen out of the shoe-in for comeback player of the year as he was at the midseason when our own Mikey Byrne and I talked about it on the student of the game podcast, Bing! but um, I'm going to make this bold statement and it's may seem callous, but that's where I live right now. And in, in, in the analysis space, the Pats are playing the bills. This is only going to go one of two ways. They're either going to be inspired or they're going to be deflated. There's not really a middle ground. I'm betting on the latter based on the human drama. I witnessed on monday and it's unfortunate it is what it is the bills will still be a playoff team but i do not think they'll be the number one seed after this weekend and the patriots will hold at the number seven spot just as i predicted by the way leading into the season so that's going to be interesting there that being said the game I'm watching on the NFC that you know that that may have impl implications. Your boy Quayron Charles Aaron Charlay Rodgers battling Man Campbell, doing his best to keep his kneecaps from getting bitten off. <laughs> that I think will decide your seventh seat. Uh yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, Seattle. It was a, it was a cute story. I mean, it, and I, well, I shouldn't even say it. that. That 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 it was a it was a wild story to see them uh, move on from you know a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback that won them Super Bowl um, and a and a, as much as I hate Pete Carroll, a um, Hall of Fame caliber head coach, um, 
and you go, nah, we'll be all right with Geno Smith. And for a while, it actually looked like they were. Um, and half of the season, Jim. Yeah, I mean, for a long while, it looked like they were. All of a sudden, the, the bubble has kind of burst a little bit for them, um, and, and they're struggling to find themselves uh, on the on the back half of this season. Um, but yeah, I think I think that struggle continues. And the reason why the NFL, I mean, you can you can put um, Baltimore and Cincy in that in that Sunday night spot if you want to. But um, when it when it basically when Green Bay won and you're looking at a scenario where, you know, one of the older rivalries in the NFL and it's the Packers and it's this upstart Lions team that has gotten hot on the back half of the season. All the, There was no way that Lambeau Field was not going to be the uh, the, the closing setting of the 2022 uh, NFL regular season. There just wasn't. Um, and yeah, I agree with you. I think that game, and we'll predict it here in a minute, um, is going to determine the final uh, and, and the NFC, uh, playoff spot, uh, again, seating still to be had. Um, Philly hasn't locked it up. You know, the, between the Niners, Eagles, Vikings, and Cowboys, there is still movement to be had, um, on Sunday, as well as some movement, uh, between Kansas city, Buffalo, Cincinnati, um, and, uh, and Baltimore. So, um, nothing is, nothing is locked. Um, but yeah, I, unfortunately, I I, I kind of tend to agree with you as well, Kyle. Um, and agreeing with you is unfortunate. It's the same. Position, <laughs> well, I mean it, uh, <laughs> it it doesn't it doesn't provide the be- well it doesn't provide the best discussion um, when when a lot of times when especially when talking about the NFL um, in certain segments um, we, we are we are yelling at each other or yelling about things. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do tend to agree with you here that, that I think, um, and absolutely understandably, um, this is, this is not going to be a position, um, where the, where the Buffalo bills are, uh, in the mindset, um, to, uh, to play this game. Absolutely not. Um, again, we're, we're sitting here Tuesday, um, certainly hope the, the continued, uh, good news that we had earlier in the show, um, continues to trend that way and and maybe uh the the bills can rally by the time we get to sunday um but uh yeah i think the the patriots uh, are certainly going to be more football focused um this week it, it, it would it would uh logically seem uh so i i kind of i kind of do agree with you there and then uh movement along the top uh, as it will be um but let's see here uh devin says uh he thinks the last AFC spot won't be decided until the very last second. Yeah, I mean uh, I don't think anybody'll doubt that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So let's um let's get to our predictions as um as as we have um you know, these are the games that 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 uh the panel uh picked uh for the week and I will start with that NFC uh that NFC North matchup um between the uh, the 10 and 6 Ravens traveling to 11 and 4 uh, Cincinnati, who is currently sitting as a seven-point favorite, uh, forty-two and a half is your over/under on this one Sunday. And now, um, uh, this is another thing to watch too: that the, the time of this game 
um, is still not to be determined because it was going to depend on the outcome of uh, of last night's Monday Night Football game. So um, don't know when this game is taking place. Uh, the league uh, still has to make that decision as well. Um, so stay tuned to uh, you know to NFL um, social media and 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 we will obviously try to get that out uh, as well. Um, man. Uh, talking about the Bills and and their uh their mindset. Um, obviously there was another team. Um, you know, with with what took place uh last night that that is certainly uh affected um as well. Um, I think it is going to be hard for Cincinnati to reset and focus on football for the week. But that said. Um, I just don't have faith in Baltimore at this point, um, especially as of now. I, I don't know that Lamar Jackson is playing this week. That will be determined later on in the week. Um, I think Baltimore may be able to cover the current seven-point spread, um, but Cincinnati wins this game, wins the division, and um, we'll see where they fall standing-wise. Um, but I'm actually going to take the under. I think this is not going to be – um, a pretty game on either side of the ball. Uh, so yeah, Cincinnati wins, Baltimore covers, uh, and the under. You know, here's the thing: having gotten to meet and 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 talk to Joey before it was cool and all that, and then seeing him at the Super Bowl in Los Angeles last year, um, you know, covering that for the three point conversion, bing, um, that. He's uniquely qualified as a leader to get this group through all that. Meanwhile, in Baltimore, you're right. They're a bleeding shambles. I'm not going to be brave enough to say the over, but I could be wrong. Of course, you know, if you listen to Mike Bernier's numbers, inevitably I will be. But, um, yeah, I got the Bengals here. Um, I, I think they handle business. I think they slide themselves into, I believe it would be the two seed based on that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, all right. Um, oh, Vetchkin has another one, number 808 on his career. Uh, um, Mike, obviously, being the uh, the big ben Bengals fan here, he has his Bengals and the over Joey Burr houses the uh, the Ravens. And uh, but uh, by the way, Q James Horner, <laughs> yes, that's that's the Homer that is that is. Um, and uh, Devin has Baltimore and the over. Uh, then we go to Jacksonville, seven and nine, Tennessee, um, and should be a different team on paper uh, than dressed on Thursday night football uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, now that some, some, all, or most of their starters will actually be back in uniform, uh, but the Titans travel to eight and eight, Jacksonville, who is a six and a half point home favorite. Forty is your over under. This one, Saturday night, 8.15 Eastern Time, ESPN, ABC, ESPN Plus. Uh, Kyle, uh, I will kind of lend this one to you uh, first, my guy. You mean because I will be there covering it for uh, the three-point conversion in A7BN Sports? That's right. Um, I will be. I have a hotel room and everything staying over. Good God. Um, here's the thing. Uh, I, I believe that the biggest problem here isn't – necessarily any sort of health or any of that for Derrick Henry. Um, it's starting Dobbs. Good God, why? But Kyle, Malik Willis didn't play good. Okay, sure. 
He's also the future of your bleeding fl- franchise if your pick is to be believed. A, B, he can actually run the dang football in the meantime, and you could still be very creative on that front. I do not understand what's going on there. It's not often I question Mike Vrabel. It's about as often as I question Mike Tomlin, and I was right about that. Where's Lucifer? Get him in here about freaking Kenny Pickett. I tried to tell you, but you wouldn't listen. Yeah, damn right. And I said the same thing about music silly Malik. But I appreciate your charity, Mike Vrabel, and taking my fat ass to a playoff game in Duval, baby. Um, I have the Jags winning despite uh, playoffs. All the- Correct. Yes. Listen, Jim Mora, Teal is pretty close to your Ford Blue. I'm just saying. But with all that in mind, um, yeah, listen. I, I even despite the issues with you know three difference three days difference in rest and preparation, I, I appreciate that. That is in fact an advantage. Such is life. But I have to take the Jags here. Trevor Lawrence has been doing great things. Their linebacker core in Tennessee hasn't suddenly got better, which was the key to Doug Peterson's pencil whipping of the Titans. The only thing the Jags have to truly assure they do on defense is make sure it isn't turnovers that hands them the football game. If you look at it, other than his uncharacteristic two fumbles, Derrick Henry had an amazing bleeding game, Jim. It leaves me a little scared that I will come home dejected. Not a student of the game, but somebody who is in detention not getting my playoff game in Duval. Um. Yeah. Look, I, I, I understand that Tennessee was smartly resting a lot of players uh, on Thursday night football. And look, uh, Dobbs did a lot that I don't think the Cowboys were ready for. Um. But I, 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 I don't, I don't really get, uh, putting a guy who's been on your team for less than ten days. Um, as, as the, you know, the, the guy, uh, picked to lead the charge, uh, for the division title, um, on the road, um, you know, in, in, in what should be, I would imagine is going to be a, a pretty wild environment. I know when the Cowboys played there a couple weeks ago, um, it, it was a live crowd and I would expect nothing less, uh, from, from Jacksonville this coming weekend. So I got to go Jags, man. I really do. Um, they've been playing like the better team. Tennessee like Tennessee was winning the division because nobody else was for most of this season right like um whether you thought it was going to be Jacksonville whether you like an idiot like me thought it was going to be the Colts um (laughs) thanks a lot dickheads um like nobody nobody really thought it was going to be Tennessee and then um when Houston did what Houston predictably was did what they were going to do. Um, and the Colts didn't do what a lot of people thought they were going to do. And Jacksonville kind of stumbled out of the gate. Tennessee was just like, nobody else wants it. I guess I'll do it. Um, That's why I picked them to win the division. Right. I, I had the Jags at six wins. They've beaten that. They might actually turn around and make the AFC South a winning division winner. Something we can't guarantee in the NFC. That's true. That is true. Um, but it, it's also gross that there could be two division winners that are sub 500, but whatever. Um, also, while you're cheering for the Jags this weekend, Jim Neese. Also, absolutely. But uh, but yeah, I think it's Jacksonville. I think I actually think they cover the six and a half, um, and I think it's going to go over. Um, 
because 40 just feels like not a lot of points uh, in the National Football League. Uh, let's see. Mike says, this one's for you, the student of the game. Give him Saxonville and the under. All right. Uh, you may say Saxonville, but in my opinion, and sorry, it's not hip to what everybody's saying. I think Travis Intian's a big part of this game. Oh, I think so too. Yeah, I think I think he has been uh, he has definitely been been turning out to be what they wanted him to be when they took him. Um, Making his comeback player of the year for you Giants out fans out there who might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to this one. We we did kind of touch on this a little bit already. It is the eight and eight Patriots. Uh, at the 12 and three uh, Buffalo Bills, who are currently a seven and a half point uh, home favorite, 42 and a half is your over under Sunday, one o'clock uh, on CBS. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, with with with, with what is what has gone on, um, football is secondary um, for for the Buffalo Bills, um, and they're going to be playing, um, you know, with heavy hearts and. Um, yeah, I, 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 touching back on on what we discussed in the playoff picture discussion, um, I, I do think the Patriots cover and ultimately do win this game. Um, I think it is going to be um, forty two and a half isn't a lot of points, but I'm going to go under as well. Just, just the the, the preparation from one side of this uh, this game is not um, going to be typical, um, and I, the the Patriots just aren't a high powered offense. So yeah, give me the under. Yeah, listen, there there are instances throughout NFL history where tragedy is inspired in deflated teams, right? Tony Dungy had his son uh, uh pass away and the Colts were flat after that in the playoffs. Um we've also seen Brett Favre come out and have the game of his life after his I think it was his dad died. Yeah, it was his dad. Yep. Yeah. Um so Having that ability, that flip-flopification of, of the psyche being on the table, for lack of a better way to express it, because, man, garbage phrased by me, and I apologize. But um, I um, this, this makes it that completely unpredictable because you're betting on humans, and humans are nothing but living variables in an analysis. So those are the facts of the case. And I learned that from working in healthcare. Say all that to say this. I am leaning towards uh, Darth Hoodie getting the seventh playoff seed you may have heard me say it earlier i think the bills need at least one more week to get through this um uh, they will be playing for tomorrow i'm sure um if they do win i think they're going to come out flat and then you know in complete disney movie style fashion win if they do i just don't see that happening um i have the pats yeah um mike here says uh pats in the under how do you play football uh after this week yeah i mean it's 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 got to be uh, kind of this impossible task. Uh, Devin has the bills in the under. He said he thinks if um, you know Hamlin continues to improve and is doing well, um, the bills could certainly go out and win the game for him. Yeah, again, yeah, definitely a valid point. Again, uh, you know, as as we're doing right. this next game on Tuesday, Jim. <laughs> yeah, no, as as we're doing this live, you know, every, we we all know it's Tuesday. Um, but, uh, you know, if you absorb this later on demand, um, you know, we, we record on Tuesday, so, uh, we can only go off information that we have at, at, uh, at recording time. So, um, let's go on to this one. Um, the New York jets who a couple weeks ago thought they may have been playing, um, for a playoff position, but then unfortunately an injury, uh, to, uh, to Mike white kind of derailed that, um, mm -hmm. 
Can they can they cap off a season and and have have you know? Because let's let's be honest. They even if they finish eight and nine, hell, if they finish seven and ten, they've exceeded expectations. Correct. Uh, Robert Sala still has plenty of receipts to distribute. Ex- exactly for this season, but but can they end it on a positive note? Um, and uh, and guaranteeing, sorry, Devin, that the Miami Dolphins have no chance um, at, 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 at falling backwards into that last playoff spot. Um, this game is a straight pick them. There's no there's no uh, there's no favorite at this point. So does the seven, nine, seven and nine Jets at the eight and eight Dolphins. Thirty eight and a half uh, is your over under on this one. Bet the under uh, Sunday one o'clock on Fox. Um, yeah, my uh, Miami. I don't know the status of. Bridgewater, uh, Tua probably still out. So I don't even remember who their third string quarterback is. Forgive me, Skylar Thompson. There we go. There's the name. Played earlier this year when we played when we saw this same movie. To quote a certain uh, Cowboys fan. (laughs) Um, And uh, look, I I I think it's going to be the Jets here. Um, Maybe it's just me just wanting to see the Jets uh, get get one final win uh to to close out the uh to close out the year um uh, but i do absolutely bet the under uh if you want to touch this game i wouldn't um but uh definitely uh definitely the under but i'm going to take the jets sorry devin yeah my apologies to devin and i'm going to go in here with mikey with big daddy mikey burn and i think it's the, the goddamn jets that's right <laughs> how do um, i not have that sounder by the way that's that i'm leaving myself a note for that out, folks that's legit af right there jim is vested um which is you would pick a time when they have a good coach to decide to write that down watch them also win. it's also i'm i'm doing adding it once they're going to be done playing so that's always very smart of me it's a great point by you jim i like it no uh listen at the end of the day um the only other team more in flux than the Finns is obviously the bills this week but yeah, the Dolphins aren't ready to go. They aren't ready to win this game, and 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 frankly, it's going to kill Tyree Kill's MVP chances. Um, so yeah, I got the Jets. All right, Devin uh, has his Dolphins uh, in the under. But again, like I said, um, don't touch it. But I think the under is the play. Correct. Uh, um, and lastly, as we always do, we look at uh, Sunday Night Football. This one, the final game, depending what the league decides to do with last night's game but the final game on the schedule as we know it tonight uh for the 2022 uh nfl uh, 2022 slash 2023 uh because yeah it's a new year um nfl regular season the eight and eight detroit lions travel to eight and eight green bay who is a four and a half point home favorite 49 is your over under on this one uh sunday 8 20 uh on nbc and peacock um man uh you know personal feelings aside um this list last month for for aaron Rodgers and the green bay packers um has been impressive uh the lions have stumbled at times um through these last few weeks they could have i mean let's be honest they could have probably already had this thing locked up if they didn't stumble uh, a couple of weeks ago but uh so this, even even with man Campbell, um, there there is Thank you, Jim. there is still a bit of the old Detroit Lions in this Detroit Lions. Um, but look, you, if you've been following along this season, you know who I'm picking in this game. I predicted the Lions to make the playoffs in the preseason. Um, I've given up and come back on the bus with them 
throughout the course of the the 18 weeks. Uh, I am 100% picking uh, my, for sake of this show and my predictions, Detroit Lions uh, to win in Lambeau and uh, and um, and uh, and get the win. And because like by this point, we're gonna know uh, if Seattle won to lock up that spot or if they lost to leave it wide open. Oh, Jim. And just when you were trying to deny your Michigan fan good you fanhood, you go and pick Detroit. Good job, kid. <laughs> Anyways, while your Wolverines may have struggled, Madden Campbell will have his own struggles. The question you need to ask first and foremost of everything else is this. This game is probably going to be a shootout. I don't care that their defense shut down Kirk Coopins and Justin Jefferson, another NFL MVP whose chances were shot because their quarterback sucks right now. The punchline's this, my good friend. Uh-oh. Thing sucks. <laughs> yeah, Minnesota Vikings fans all over the place. But the punchline is this, my friend. You may have your issues with A.A. Ron Charlie Rodgers, but I scoff at golf. And I've been doing it for there it years. Is. I this is why it's so tough for me. This is going to be a shootout. So, Jim, when I say to you, okay, Jim, the game's a shootout. Aaron Rodgers or Jared Goff? I want to support your Michigan fanhood. I just can't. On Wisconsin, bitches. Rogers. Ew. Ew. On Wisconsin. Ew. Luke, Ew. Luke just is an excellent coach. Just gross. Gross, gross, gross. Um, all right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Mike says, man, Campbell either punches a ticket for his team or cost A.A. Ron his shot. Give him the Lions and the over. Yeah, I'm going to take the over uh, regardless um, in this one. Um, all right. We are not um, – you know, this this was a collective decision uh, of, of the show. Uh, we are not – as much as we love dunking on EJ, even even if he's here or not, uh, <laughs> uh, Devin has Green Bay in the over for Sunday night. Um, but we are – we have elected to not, to not do the power ranking segment – um, first off, I, I, cause like I started like putting mine together this morning before I even sent you guys the message. And I was like, how are we supposed to even do this? <laughs> right. Right. I mean, like obviously the, 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 the situation with, with Hamlin and his health, um, but two of the probably top three teams, top four, depending how you would have them set up um perhaps one a and one b Jim. <laughs> perhaps um more on that later um <laughs> but like two of those teams um are are currently incomplete for for this past week so right. um there, there really was no way to do this segment and and honestly for me you know i i kind of thought it would have been in in bad taste and and to, to your guys credit um, you, you guys met and agreed with me, um, on that one as well. So, um, I mean, let's be clear. Like I dunk on EJ all the time. EJ, you know, is always eloquent with his curse words. I call you a bitch on your own show and we still found it in bad taste. That yeah. should tell you yeah. everything. Yeah. So, to. so there was, there was no way to do that this week. Um, hopefully we can get back to, uh, to, to normal things, um, on this show next week. Uh, for sure. Um, but we, we will still 
Uh, we will still lock it up. Though. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Um, Mike asked if we can at least still get the dance. Should I play the music? I, I did a little dance. All if right. you want to play the music, I, I suppose I can. Just for... <laughs> there we go. For Mike. For Mike. Um, all right. But uh, as we do to close out the show... Uh, each and every week, um, we are going to lock up uh, one guarantee uh, for this upcoming weekend. And uh, Kyle, what is your lock for this weekend? That uh, the next episode before the show is five minutes deep, Matt Muleheisen will have dunked on EJ harder than he ever has before in pure withdrawal of not being here this week. Because I know he would have liked to have, but he's not. And I understand why 100%. Um, no, uh, my lock, my lock. I'm just going to do it. Kyle's going to do fall again, bitches. Woo. <laughs> Oops. Hit the wrong one. Lock it up. <laughs> that would also be newsworthy. Uh, nonetheless. Um, let's see. Uh, Mike has his lock it up is the Bengals win the North and, and, and oh boy. And TCU wins the national championship. Oh, Lock it up. Well, he also locked up Kansas State beating Alabama last week. So there, we all we all see how that worked out oh. um, for for uh, for Mike. Um, but hey, best of luck to you. Uh, Devin has his lock of the week is somehow because they are still alive. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, being the last AFC playoff team. Lock it up. So let me let me add to that lock. When that fails, no offense, Devin, you could lock it up that I'll be calling for Lucifer Morningstar. <laughs> <laughs> um, and look, my lock of the week is no different than my prediction uh, in the Sunday night football game. Give me my, again, for the sake of this show, and my predictions in the preseason. I said it. I got harassed here and at work for this prediction. And rightly so. And rightly so. Look, I have a I have a coworker who is lives ten minutes outside of Detroit. And uh her husband her husband uh heard about my prediction and verbally uh, attacked me one day that I was crazy enough. Uh, to make this prediction and I've already said that I, I told my wife this I told her today I said if and you know what I'm putting it as when Lock it up. when the Detroit Lions make the playoffs I am I am buying him a Lions playoff shirt and I'm sending it uh, sending it to them uh, because uh, that is how much I believed in them from the start and damn it make it happen Detroit please uh, I'll, I'll say this Jim um, and, and I mean no disrespect, I predicted them to win six games, and they've beaten that. So at this point, you're the smart one. <laughs> there we go. Hey, I'm gonna, I might put that on the board. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Devin, Devin says he could have locked up the Dolphins. Look, if, if I had to make the pick between Dolphins and Steelers at this point for locks, 
I'd probably I'd probably go Pittsburgh as well. Uh, who do the Steelers play? Let me pull it up. Oh, wait, here. A minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just picked the Jets to beat the Dolphins. So yeah, I, I guess I'm making I guess I'm making that dream come true. Steelers host the Browns on Sunday. I think they win that game. So really. You know, um, like Devin, I apologize. Still keep still keep Lucifer Morningstar ready next week, Jim. But he's always ready. You're on to something there, homie. Right? That's that's the joke. <laughs> yeah, Devin, you're on to something here, homie. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, if if uh now all of those games are in the one o'clock hour. As they should be. The Dolphins, right. the the Patriots, and the and the Steelers. Um, so yeah, you won't have they won't be able to scoreboard watch. I think there's like six games. This Sunday in the uh, four o'clock hour, which like never happens, so it's going to be a fun red zone watch for once in the late in the the late half of the the game. You know what? It gives Kyle more time to come back from Duval to watch all that action happen, baby. There you go. Um, But uh, yeah, uh, certainly, uh, certainly will be a lot at play. Um, Not a lot of spots, but a lot of seeds to be had. Uh, in the uh, in the NFL playoffs, so uh, that is where we are going to leave it uh, for this week. Uh, I know, um, you know, we had a bunch of people tuning in um, throughout the show because of the you know the, the 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 special nature of what we're dealing with. So we appreciate uh, everybody that's listening. Kyle, uh, let everybody know where they can keep track of everything that you are doing, and then we're going to put a wrap on this thing. First of all honor joy and privilege is always to be aboard uh shouts to our compatriots normally here with us ej christian and matt mule heisen um you are missed um it's still fun to do the show but it's less fun without you so uh thanks gentlemen for for all you've done and and you know looking forward to celebrating uh the new year to be the last among the last to celebrate the new with year with you next tuesday on the show and jim uh thanks for uh being brave enough to have me as your sole co-host to start the year. I know that is a daunting task for any host. <laughs> of course, I am Kyle Nash, the student of the game. You can find me on Twitter at the SOTG. Find me on Instagram as the same, the SOTG. Check out my Facebook page, the student of the game. Of course, check out my work with the black and gold banneret covering UCF football when it's happening, but basketball upcoming here, of course, the UCF Knights, men's and women's hoops, squads, um, both very entertaining. Hey, listen, they were up six on Houston at one point, a legitimate Final Four contender coming out of the American Conference. You check these guys out, Jim. Taylor Hendricks is good. Five weeks, Conference Player of the Week, dude. Come on. Anyways, uh, and of course, my work covering the Jacksonville Jaguars with A7B in sports and the three-point conversion. All of that is a good time. I, uh, of course, covered a lot of bowl games. We'll be at the Hula Bowl by the way, a week from this Saturday, depending on the situation with Duval's uh, playoff game, if it happens. But uh, make sure you jump into the Student of the Game podcast. Got a promotion for the opportunity for some tickets. If you'll be in the Orlando area, January 14th, around noontime there, we can get you tickets to the Hula Bowl. All you got to do is tell me through one of my social media DMs that you want to do the Hula and we'll work from there. Yeah, say, I want to do the hula in the message, and I will make sure you get hooked up with a pair of tickets. It'll be a good time all the way around. Of course, first come, first serve on that. And, Jim, thank you for letting me promote that on your show out of nowhere. This is it. Hey, this is what I do, sis. But, uh, yeah, an honor, joy, and privilege, any bit. And thoughts and prayers, of course, to Jamar Hamlin, his family, 
um, the the Bills organization. Love hearing the positive news that we've gotten so far. And uh, listen, it's going to be fun. Until next time, everyone, class dismissed. Yeah, thanks, Devin and uh, Mike, for uh, following along and interacting in the comments. Appreciate and love you guys. Uh, yeah, Devin, uh, I'll, I will be back on 3CT this week. Uh, took the week off last week. Um, and, uh, yeah, appreciate everybody uh, tuning in and, and hope that we uh, could provide some entertainment in uh, what has been a heavy week so far um, in the world of sports. We appreciate that. Uh, make sure you are following me at Big Jim Sports, but more importantly, follow the show at Huddle Up Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, and go to youtube.com slash at Huddle Up Podcast. Uh, it's weird, I know, but uh, YouTube has the this new username thing, so you got to get that extra at in there, but it is, again, youtube.com slash at Huddle Up Podcast. Uh, to uh, su- subscribe directly to our YouTube channel. Get your merchandise over at tpublic.com. I uh, may have a couple of new designs coming here shortly, but there is plenty to choose from. Uh, get over there and get that. Uh, subscribe to our show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms. And uh, and until next week, uh, yeah, like I'll, I'll echo it again, what Kyle said, prayers uh, to DeMar Hamlin, to the Bills, to the uh, Bengals and uh, everyone impacted by what happened in Cincinnati last night. Uh, continuing to hope and pray uh, for the most positive news uh, coming out of that situation. Uh, but until next week, we hope that you uh, have a uh, have a great week. Stay safe, stay smart, and go for the win.